0: grace tabernacle international is god's vision to bring men and women young and old to the knowledge of christ and to improve their lives we are concerned with and committed to teaching and preaching the whole counsel of god and upholding the integrity and efficacy of god's word we are teaching the word of faith and grace to bring them to the knowledge of the transcendent life in Christ. The Faith and Grace Network is a platform for giving God's people quality and sound teachings of the word without compromise. The word of faith and grace is taught with clarity to bring to light the revelatory truths which are vital to one's spiritual growth and fulfillment in their Christian walk. We're all about revealing Christ for is the message that we have been given to proclaim globally. We are connecting you to the word of faith and grace. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you because we have not gathered in vain. We thank you because we've come to drink from you, the river that never runs dry. We have come to drink from the eternal waters. And Father, we know that our lives cannot remain the same. We yield ourselves to the ministry of your word, as we are ready to receive it with meekness and gladness. Thank you that each word spoken shall be for a transformation from one level of glory to the other. Thank you because your word comes with power. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Sir Holy Spirit. For giving each and every one of us the spirit of wisdom and understanding, revelation, as your word is taught, our eyes are opened, the eyes of our understanding are enlightened. Thank you that today is an encounter with light, an encounter with truth. Thank you, because we will not walk in confusion or in the dark, because your word, as it enters into our spirits, it gives us light and even understanding. Speak to us, Lord. We have not come for men, but we have come for you. For it is you that our hearts thirst for. It is you that we hunger for. It is you that we long for, and it is only you that can satisfy us. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. I go to all in the wonderful name of Jesus, amen. We are grateful to the Lord for today. Um, we know that our lives cannot remain the same. Our lives will be changed as we have come to hear His Word. Um, we celebrate the goodness of the Lord. bringing us together today. The weather is still not really favorable. It's a very cozy weather. And I wonder which season we are in. It's supposed to be in summer. It's supposed to be all hot. But it seems like we are going backwards to winter or something. But nevertheless, we are grateful to the Lord that Um, regardless of this cozy weather, we didn't choose to be cozy in bed and not come to fellowship. The Bible tells us not to neglect the gathering of the saints. Um, Many people have not come to understand the importance of this. There is a commanded blessing in the gathering of the saints. The Bible says, Behold, and how good and pleasant it is for brethren to... Draw together in unity. And then it says, it is like oil that flows from the head of Aaron to his beard and down to his skirt. And it says, for there the Lord has commanded the blessing. There is a commanded blessing when it comes to gathering. Hallelujah. And even Denny agrees with that. Hallelujah. There is a commanded blessing in gathering, so I encourage us um, not to neglect the gathering of the saints. There are things you cannot um, enjoy uh, when you're on your own. Of course we get to enjoy fellowship with God, but there's also a joy in coming together. That is why we are a body of Christ, because we are members, different members or different parts of the body with different functions and there is a blessedness in coming together. Um, There is what I cannot enjoy on my own is what I get to enjoy when I come together uh, with other brethren and also I am presented with an opportunity to be of service to others. And others get to enjoy the gifts and the graces upon my life. Uh, And I also get to enjoy what is on their lives as well. So gathering is very much important. And I thank God for you that have um, decided to come regardless. That is an indication of taking God seriously and um, taking your relationship with him seriously hallelujah praise the lord hallelujah Amen. praise the lord hallelujah. i only hear denny and the rest of you are not responding praise the lord hallelujah. praise the lord hallelujah. we thank the lord um i want to talk today about a rather honest subject that i tagged um, responsible Christianity, the pathway of sons. A responsible Christianity, the pathway of sons. Um, I believe um, that there is a clear and call for the body of Christ to come to a place of responsibility and intimacy with God. And um, now responsibility is an element or a marker of maturity. Uh, You cannot expect Danny to be responsible of anything. He's a child, he's a baby. But when you're an adult, we expect you to be a responsible person. It is a le- an element of, re- of, 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 of um, responsibility, is an element of maturity. The way we are able to define, or rather to see that one has matured, is when they are responsible. Um, it's either they are responsible of themselves, uh, an assignment, or of others, or whatever the case is. And there are many adult people who lack maturity, they are very old. Um, however they lack maturity. They've not come to learn what um, maturity is all about, or adulthood is all about. Now, um, in alignment with our subject today, um, Responsible Christianity, which is a path, a pathway of sons, um, what is in my heart is that, or what we need to understand is that God doesn't want us to remain Babies or children, um, but he wants us to come to a place of maturity as um, his children. There is a point where we are children because we are the offspring of God. please give him a pacifier oh. okay, all right, so he'll keep singing like this. <laughs> okay at least he's not crying um so um god wants us to not remain children when we come into the kingdom we are born again right to accept jesus as our lord and savior we say jesus i believe you are the son of god i believe that you died for my sins and then Uh, We say, come into my life, be my Lord and my Savior, and all of that. What happens is that the new birth takes place, and we become uh, um, born again. And the Bible says, whoever believes in him should not perish, um, but have everlasting life. Those who received him, he gave them power, and that talks about authority to be called the sons of God. And there it talks about being called the children of God. And that Greek word is tekna, now, which means an offspring, a child. Um, all of those that are born again are children of God. They are offsprings, meaning they come from God. Um, but it is not every believer in Christ, every born again believer, um, that is a son. Everyone is a child. Everyone is an offspring. But it is not every believer who is a son. Now, Romans chapter 8, verses 18 and 19, talk about how creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. It is different from um, what we... It's not, it's not the same as children of God. It didn't say a creation is waiting for the manifestation of the children of God, but it says for the sons. And that word in the Greek is huos, h-u-i-o-s, huios. It means matured sons, matured or sons who have come to maturity or who have been trained up and, and they've come to maturity. Now, it tells us something that if every believer in Christ is a child of God, Paul states when he writes to the um, Corinthians, he says to them, first, in First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1 to 3, he talks about how he's not able to speak to them uh, because they are still babes. Now, being a babe or a child in the Lord, It means that one is still kana. It means they are still, um, you see Danny here is still even learning how to sit up. There's going to be a time where he learns to call and then he will start walking. And then later on he will start talking. He is a babe. And if he falls, you cannot really expect, shout at him and say, why did you fall? Get up! Why are you falling? It's the babyhood stage. It allows room for falling, rising and falling because is what? He's a babe. So there are expectations that you have because he's a child. He's a baby. Learning and he's going. But there's going to be a time. I cannot expect him to be a baby forever. I cannot expect him to be speaking ma 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 the whole time. There's going to be a time when he starts even eating solids, milk. Uh, he no longer just takes milk, but he eats meat. He chews meat. He, he, he um, is able to eat what we all eat. Hallelujah. So that means he's growing. So you see, right now we change his diapers. But it would be a problem if it's still at five years, we're still changing his diapers. There's something wrong there. There's something wrong with the development. So we don't expect a natural child to remain a a baby forever. We expect them to grow. Right now I'm responsible of his feeding. I'm responsible of everything. But there's going to be a time who is going to say, Mom, would you like some tea? And I'll be like, sure son, go ahead. Because he'll be grown. Imagine at the age of 14, you'll find me, I'm carrying a spoon and I'm feeding him. Won't you think that would be crazy? Yeah, there's something wrong with that. But there are Christians who want to remain babies. They want to remain babies, they have no desire for growth. So they remain at the infancy stage. And that is why, Paul, I want us to read this. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1 to 3. That is why Paul had to, you, you'll see what are the markers of babyhood, of infancy in a believer. Many, some can even say, I got born again in 1987. They're like, wow, that's good. But they are still babies. A person who got born again five years ago has grown way better and way more than what they have. now, Paul says, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as, as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for here hitherto here ye were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able, for ye are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, Are ye not carnal and walk as men? It's interesting that Paul likens carnality and being a babe to walking as men. Meaning, when you grow in the things of God and you become a son, you no longer function as men. But... The reality of God in you, you are engulfed by the reality of God in you, so much so that you are no longer carnal but you are spiritual and you function as the God who lives on the inside of you. The life of God in you and His nature has overtaken and overwhelmed you that you do not live and walk as men. There is no division, there is no envy, there is no strife. So these are markers of babyhood. There's strife, there's envy, there's division. People say, no, I've been born again for 10 years. Yet, they do not know that they are colonel. So Paul couldn't share certain things with them because they were not able to handle them. Because they were still babes. He couldn't speak to them as though they were spiritual. You see, there are spiritual truths that you cannot share with people, not because you do not want them to have revelation, but because they are not able to handle it. And that is why Jesus is to say to the disciples, there are things I want to tell you, but you cannot take it right now. So when the Spirit comes, He will teach you all things. They were still babies. They couldn't handle the truth that Jesus was going to share with them. There are some Christians who remain babes. We are talking about Christianity, responsible Christianity, which is a pathway of sons. They've been born again for years, but they remain babies. There's gossip, backbiting, there's hatred. All these things are found among them, but yet, I've been born again for seven years. What do you have to show for it? You still cannot. Now in the book of Peter, if you turn first epistle of Peter, chapter two, I'm gonna start from verse one to two. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guilt and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. We found the remedy to carnality and being a babe. You realize that the Apostle Peter, first he says, you lay aside malice. He's talking about the markers of babyhood. Malice, envy, as Paul said. There are people who can keep matters. Meaning, they, I'm not going to talk to her. I, I just can't. I don't like her. Wow, you're such a babe. But then it says the way to put aside evil speakings, and then it says, as new born babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. So we know how to grow, it is through desiring the sincere milk of the word. Paul talks about how he was not able to give them meat. There are truths in the word or realities in the word that are for babes that you feed, you develop and you grow on. And then there comes a time when you lay hold of meat. by the word. You grow by the word. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. When the Bible talks about equipping men, training men, it talks about bringing them to perfection, equipping them, finishing them. It it talks about bringing them to maturity. raise members of a church. But we are out to raise men. We are out to raise sons. Because the world, the creation is not waiting for the manifestation of babes. But it waits for the manifestation of sons. Now that we're talking about Responsible Christianity. Galatians 4, I'm going to read from verse 1 to 3. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant though he be Lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage other the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent for this son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore thou art no more a servant but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We no longer you see this 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 is talking about how if you were to have a son, all that belongs to you, your son would inherit it. But when they are still a baby like Danny, even if you were to die and give it to them, they can't do anything with it. Because they are still a baby. They are not any different from a servant who may have inheritance. A son or a child may have inheritance. However, he doesn't differ from the servant who has nothing because what is his, he cannot handle it until he comes to a point where he's able to handle it. And so it calls for the son now to come of age. And when he has come of age, when he's given his father's properties as an inheritance, he knows how to handle them. But while he's still a son, he's under tutors, people who take care of him. Those are the ones who would manage even the wealth if the father were to pass away. They manage it for him or her. They're still a child. You see, there are many things in the kingdom that only when you have come to a point of being a son, you cannot handle while you're still a babe. In fact, you cannot even enjoy intimacy with God while you're still a babe. There are levels of intimacy and so you grow until you are able then that the dimensions of God find expression through you. It is when you are a son. Because the manifestation of sons is what creation awaits. What do they manifest? Dimensions of God. God in his fullness. A babe still rises and falls. They are learning how to walk. How to talk. And so that is why they are inclined to sinning. To failing. They err now and then. When a baby tries to walk, they fall. They sit on their um, behind and then they get up, You encourage them, get up, get up, you can do it, you can. They walk maybe for two steps, two, three steps, and then you say, yes, you can do it. And even when they try, they're just trying to, uh, you know, to stand, learning to stand. They will stand, they will stand, wobble, wobble, and they fall again. That's what happens when a babyhood, sage of Christianity. You fall, you rise, you fall, you are learning. No, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to speak like that. But there is a call to maturity. There is a call to responsibility. You cannot remain a baby forever. That is why you need to des- desire the sincere look of the word. So that you can grow by the word. When I say that, when you're a babe, there are certain levels of intimacy you will get to enjoy with the Lord. But when you're a son, you will get to enjoy even more intimacy with him. Because, you see, I cannot tell secrets or even important things or share them with Danny. First of all, he doesn't even understand. He just smiles at me. But with an adult, I'm able to share thoughts. Our minds get to rub because we share thoughts. With an adult, you will talk back to me. So there are levels of intimacy we get to talk, we get to enjoy with the Lord because when we're babes, there's no rubbing of minds because we're not thinking in the same level. One is still childish. One is still childish. And so, the things of the spirits may not even make sense to you. Imagine sharing my dreams and my plans with Denny. Even at two years, he'll be like, okay. Even if we could talk. In First Corinthians thirteen, eleven. 1 Corinthians 13, 11. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Responsible Christianity is a call to the putting away of childish things. You put away, excuse me, childish things, Yes we understand when you are a child you speak, you spoke like one, you reasoned like one, you thought like one, you understood like one, but there is, this is a time when the church is being called to putting away childish things. You cannot remain a baby forever, you cannot keep falling, rising, falling all the time. Put away childish things hallelujah Mm -hmm. say to your neighbor put away childish things put away childish things things. things. it's as if you all don't like that you still want to keep your childishness You, you, you see childish things are the things we mentioned malice envy evil speaking Sinning and I said sin is not compulsory. It's not that you should do it just because you're in this body Put away childish things Many people no, I'm a human. No, it's not that you're a human. You are a babe That's why you act as men Paul said it he says aren't you kind you act as men so I couldn't speak to you as those who are spiritual it's funny that so, much, so many Christians have embraced being human and they're okay. No, I'm just human. That's acting as men. You're being carnal. Kind of, the Bible says being carnally kind of minded is enmity against God. But being spiritually minded is life. So you're not act like everyone else is, but yet you say you're you born again. And you are okay with that. You do, you do not want to grow. Now the thing with sons, where we read in Galatians 1 to, verses 1 to 8, it tells us that when the time has come, that when the son has grown up, he is given what is his. And then he learns or rather it's because he has been trained. The adoption of sons there is not about just taking a person's name and them calling you you their son or their child. But it talks about a training, a coming to a point where you have matured and you've been trained up. And then when you've trained up in the business of the father, you are then given the right to do what needs to be done. It is about a maturity it is about a training up that is why you are given to tutors and governors until such a time then there's an adoption of sons and that adoption is not just taking a name but it is training when a son has been now trained up and they've learned responsibility they concern themselves with the with the father's business. Even if you are at a business, you would not give it to a four-year-old. You have to train your son up so that they follow your ways, even when you are gone, they are able to handle your business. Hallelujah. So, a son, when we talk about responsible Christianity, it is one who understands that I need to be responsible for my father's business. Now Jesus, when they'd gone up to Jerusalem, and this we see, um, I just wanna find where it is, where his parents were looking for him for about three days, I believe. He got missing and they were so worried about him. And then he finally, they finally find him, and he says, why are you looking for me? Because I'm going about my father's business. At the age 12, Jesus was not a babe. He was already spiritually minded and understood that he had to go about the father's business. And that is why when there was a time his disciples asked him, Lord, have you eaten? Have you had anything to eat? He says, my meat and drink is to do the will of him that has sent me. Then he says, I have to do the will of him that has sent me while it is still day. For a time will come when night comes when no man will be able to work. So Jesus was focused on the father's business. Sons are focused on kingdom advancement. They do all that they do. And whatever they can contribute towards the advancement of the kingdom. Sons are yielded and submitted to the will of God and this we see in Luke 22 verse 40 to 44 where Jesus was at the garden of Gethsemane It was heavy on him that he now had to go die on the cross But he said Lord not your will but not my will but yours If it is possible let this cup you know pass me But not my will but yours Sons don't desire to do what is theirs or what is their will. They're always in pursuit of the will of God. Sons don't want to just receive or take from God, but they want to give. You see, I was talking to um, a sister some other time and I said to her, there are levels in Christianity that it even affects how you live your life and even in your finances and how you give. There are people who only give because they want to sow a seed so that they, have, they reap a harvest. It's, it's biblical. There's nothing wrong with it. They give because they like, I need to sow a seed because I'm believing God. The Bible says it blessed. it is more blessed to give than to receive. And so I need to sow a seed. So that I, okay. But you see, sons have come to a point. Sons are lovers of God. And they've come to a point where they no longer give because they want to reap a harvest. What they do is that they give because they love. They don't give because they want something from God. They give because they understand that their finances, everything about them ought to serve God. They have no agenda. You know there are people who serve God because they need they, they, they an agenda and they do not know that God knows all hearts. So they do the things they do because if God can give me a promotion at work, if God can do this for me, I'm coming because I'm believing God for this. And that is why I say, when they do not have their expectations met, that's when you see them not coming. I've known of people because they were gonna go to an interview two weeks in the next two weeks or three weeks, and they are in search of a job. They're gonna show up, show up, and like, oh, I'm believing God, oh Lord, and then. They go for the interview, oh, hallelujah, they are strong. And they were coming to the interview. They didn't get the results they were hoping for, and so they're like, God didn't give me what I wanted. Those are babes. Sons say you don't have to give me anything because I understand that you died so that I could live for you, and I will live for you, even if then it means dying for you. And that is why I say, we are in the business of raising men, raising sons. You see, you don't have to battle with sons about church attendance. Oh, come to church, please. Oh, you know it's important that you come to the service. Oh, please, you need to be in church. Oh, you ne- Once you raise a generation of God lovers, sons, are drawn to the father's business. They want to know what is it that I can do, Lord. What is my role in your kingdom? What can I do to advance the kingdom? You will know that sons, you see, priesthood is the pathway of sons, it is the way of sons. Because in there they do not they do not seek. For what they, can, what they can get from the Lord, provision, oh Lord, give me meat and bread and water. Sons are always saying, Lord, what are you doing in this season? I wanna know what is in your heart. Burden me with your burden. And then they go in intercession as though they are groaning with pains, birth pains, and they are praying. And you find a person, when you come to listen, they have not mentioned anything about themselves you're like, ah, this person spends so much time praying about a ministry, praying about lost souls, praying about South Africa, the nation, or nations of the world. What's their problem? They are burdened with what is in the Father's heart. Those are sons. There's some Christians, whenever they close their eyes, oh, Father, you know, how much I don't have. Oh, Father, you know, I need a job. Oh, Father, you know, and you think they are burdened. <laughs> listen, just listen. You know how I need a husband. I need a husband. It's yours, Lord. No, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it is wrong to ask God for anything. But sons are concerned with the father's business. that if he gave Jesus he gave us Jesus and would not withhold him would, we, would he withhold any other thing from us so they know that they, he has given unto us all things pertaining to love and godliness they wake up in the middle of the night they groan they say what is in your heart father they stand up as watchmen Sons understand separation. Second, Second Corinthians 6, verse 14 to 18, it talks about come out, come, among, come out among them. You see babes eat with everybody. They do things with everybody. That's why you battle. They tell you, I met this man. And I love him. And you ask them, are they born again? No, they are not. Oh, okay. But I love him. Maybe he will accept Jesus. It's this, it's you like, but, but you know, the word says, no, why would God bring him my way if he was not the one? Like, huh? It says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship had righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion had light and darkness? What concord had Christ and Belial? Or what part had he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement had the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them. And walk in them and I'll be their God and they shall be my people. Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate said the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. And I will be a father unto you and ye shall be my sons. Sons and daughters said the Lord Almighty. Ye shall be my sons. You see when babes, babes mingle with everybody. No, stop mingling with your un- unsafe friends. Oh no, but no, you know Jesus says. I love no, we're not saying hate people, but do not do what they do. Do not cheer with them and it's okay. They sin in your midst and, and you're, you find you even take along. Listen, verse 18 says, from 17. Wherefore, come out from among them and be separate, said the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. And I'll be a father unto you when he shall be my sons and daughters. That's why I said there are levels of intimacy you get to enjoy with God. When you grow in your walk with him. You're still a babe. You struggle with sin. With this and that. You're always battling. in this, you risen a certain way. You're risen like a child. But he says, come out. From among them I will be your father. That's when he can share things with you because you no longer are carnal and act as men. You, you are spiritual now you are able to bear to handle meat. These sons are the ones who manifest. Because they have engaged with different dimensions of God. They have handled and they have tasted and seen that the Lord is good. And they go forth to make him manifest. Sons Responsible Christianity is the pathway of sons. Sons are spiritual and they eat meat. They put away the childish things. They put away the childish things. Sons ask what the father would have them do. They are responsible. They are not always give me, give me because my name is Jimmy. They are saying, Lord... What would you have me do? Sons don't only see God as father, but as Lord and judge, because they understand. You see, when you see daddy, daddy, you play with daddy and you think you can get your way always with daddy, because you're a babe. And daddy can let you get away with something. You can do something wrong, it's gonna be like, hey, don't do that, and you get away with it. But when you're a son, you get in serious trouble. You know that you're going to be dealt with. You know some people err eh, because they're like, no, there's grace. You forgive me. They sin. Oh, there's grace. The grace of the Lord is sufficient. Ah, you're still a babe. Because you do not understand there is also a judge. Justice is needed. So he will deal with you. In fact, he will deal with your wrongdoing. He separates you from the wrongdoing, but he deals and handles the wrongdoing. That's when you know that he, he's a judge, he's Lord. So if he says no, it's no. I can't twist his arm to get my way. I can't speak him into doing something like you would your daddy. Oh, daddy, please, please, please. And then, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> no. Sons, when the master says no, yes, sir. Some people enjoy that part, you know. They, oh, the Lord is so faithful and so gracious. Because you always get your way. What happens when you don't get your way and he says, no? Stay. But you want to go, he says, stay. And you want to stay, but he says, go. Sons see him as not only as father, but God, Lord over all and judge. We have, to, we have to man up. When I say man up, I'm not just talking about whether you're male or female. I'm talking about maturity. Put away the childish things. Sons serve God not because of what they're expecting to receive from him. But they would serve God even if there was no promise because they've received him as, he, as their e- eternal reward. Like the Levites, when land was being given, oh, you take the spot, you take the spot. The Levites didn't get anything, but the Bible says, for I am, they are exceeding reward. They were given, they see God as their reward. You know, babes, they do things because the pastor can see. So that the pastor will say, well done, well done. Oh, thank you. Oh, sister, so-and-so gave $10,000. Oh, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Oh, yes, yes. Thank you, pastor. They wanna shine before the pastor. But some serve even if the pastor never even said thank you or well done. Because they know that it is not for men. But they do what they do because it is unto the Lord. And he is their reward. Do you know that there are some people who come into churches, they would give, seeds, thousands of dollars. They give simply because they want positions. They want to be recognized. Brother so-and-so, give it up for Brother Mini. A very faithful giver. Hallelujah. And I don't know why even these pastors are even babes themselves, because they entertain them is a very faithful giver. I'm not saying do not celebrate people, but listen even when you are not recognized, you would continue doing what you do because it is not for the applause of men. That's a son. A babe would even be feel bad because pastor didn't realize a little act, recognize it and celebrate it in front of everyone. They want to be superstars in the church. Jesus is the only superstar in the church. Hallelujah. Jesus is the only superstar. The things that we do, we are compelled by love. That's the way of sons. Love is the way of sons. They walk in love. And whatever service they do for the Lord, it is because the love of God compels them. 2 Corinthians 5.14, Paul says, the love of God compels us. Sons do not live for themselves. Second Corinthians 5 14 to 15. Let's take a look at it. Hallelujah. Are you learning something today? 2nd Corinthians 5:14 and 15. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all then we're all dead and that he died for all that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves but unto him which died for them and rose again oh hallelujah oh hallelujah sons realize this truth that the one who died for all if he died for them then it means those that live must live not unto themselves, but for the one which died for them. Sons. The way of sons is not living unto themselves, but it is living unto God. So many people are so self-focused, they are so selfish, self-centered. It's all about them what dreams they have, what they want, what they need. Oh, church, put away the childish things. Put away the reasoning and understanding and speaking like a child. There is a call to maturity. There is a call to walk the pathway of sons. There is a call to put away childish things. Live unto the one who died for you. Do not live unto yourself. Sons are men of the presence. Sons concern themselves with thy kingdom come and thy will be done. They concern themselves with those things that establish the kingdom of God wherever they are. stood is the pathway of sons. They understand that for the kingdom to come, for the kingdom to be established, for the will of God to be done on earth as it is in heaven, they need to be legislators to litigate for the Father. And so they stand in their position of intercession. They understand that they need to bring those things that are in heaven here on earth. There is a government that needs to be established here on earth. The government of heaven. So sons give themselves to priesthood. They are yielded to the Father. The will of the Father. They say, Thy will be done, Thy kingdom come. Whatever they do, they have Thy kingdom come in their minds. Will this establish the kingdom? Will this establish the government of Zion? Yeah. That's the way of sons. It's not about me, 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 what I want, what I wanna do. They are given to the will of God and they are slaves and servants to that will. It is high time that we rise to the call of maturity as the body of Christ. It is high time that we put away the childish things Put away the childish things. A portion of scripture is coming to my spirit right now. Colossians 3 verse 1. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Where Christ seated on the right hand of God. Set your affection on the things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead and your love is hid with Christ and God. The way of sons, the pathway way of sons is responsible Christianity. Or well, you seek those things that are b- that are above. Because you know that is where you come from. Sons understand what to seek after. When many people chase for many, they chase after many things. Sons are in pursuit of God and his purposes. Creation awaits for the manifestation of sons. Not babes. Not carnal men. But sons. Sons are led by the spirit. And this we see in Romans 8. Verse 14, as many that are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. A child goes where he desires, and is always rebellious, does what he likes whenever he likes. But those that are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God, because they have given and laid down their own will. They said, I want what you want for me, Lord. I will go where you sent me. I desire nothing but what you desire. Sons, do not act as men, for they are spiritual and they understand the things of the spirit. And church, I call to you to rise up to maturity Put away the childish things. It is the time for the manifestation of the sons of God. Creation awaits eagerly. We are to set nature free. They're in bondage, nature is in bondage, creation is in bondage, and will only be set free by sons. Those who mirror God, those who are like stones, crystals through whom God shines, they mirror God and they manifest him as it was supposed to be. It is a call to maturity. Sons are not reminded by people or anyone going after them, please it's and please it's prayer. Sons are yielded, even when their bodies say sleep, they rise up because they understand that there is a battle, there is a war going on. And they know that we're living in the end times. The time is now. That we rise up. For creation awaits for the manifestation of the sons of God. But the pathway of sons is that of responsible Christianity. Put away childish things. Make a decision that you will desire for the sense of the word. That you will grow by the word. Then come to a place where you eat meat. Come to a place. Where you are consumed by the things of God. Burdened by his burden. Come to a place. Well, you say, I need to do the work of him that has sent me. While it's still day. I need to go about my father's business. Sons understand the importance of soul winning. Because they concern themselves with the business of the father. And that is the father's business. Jesus said, I've come that you may have life. He knew what was in the father's heart. And that is what he came to accomplish. If we still concern ourselves with many other things other than winning souls, turning the hearts of men into righteousness, then we have not come to understand what the Father's business is. And we are still babes, going about our own business. But here is a call to put away childish things. Concern yourself with the business of the Father. A time has come the time for the manifestation of the sons of God. Method sons. I want us to rise on our feet. And I want you to make a decision that I'll put away the childish things I want to eat meat I refuse to remain a baby I want to grow For the way Of the Lord Is the way Of wisdom And I Choose the way Of the Lord For the way No. A babe. I will not remain carnal, but I'm coming up to maturity. I wanna be responsible. I wanna come to a point where I'm a son. Make the commitment and say this to the Lord. Make it your commitment today for the way. All oh, the Lord is the way of wisdom, and I choose the way. Paradigas, el amando so periquitos. El le cosha ta el que se le maya. Inna noy le coso pe la paradigas Se la tu mo se la te kamaia. Ilai ne mando coso li ataya. Rapata coso li atolia se manta toya, li atoya. Rata teria cosha na mande liase we are answering the call of responsibility. We are answering the call, yes, to becoming sons. We are putting away the childish things. Le paradetu, somundo cotilia paradiatea. Elanmain casomena, ranocos of heledia, lemando silia paradigo semanetea, lantaco silly paradeco somene. In the paradise of my life, I will be the world I will Oh, fire, Holy Ghost, fire, burn everywhere Oh, fire, Holy Ghost, fire, burn Make this your prayer, Holy Ghost, fire, burn in my life Oh, fire Holy Ghost, fire, burn in my life. Oh, fire, Holy Ghost, fire, burn, fire, burn. Oh Holy Ghost Fire Burn and burn. Oh, fire burn. Holy Ghost Fire burn. Oh, fire burn. Holy Ghost Fire burn. Ella Suprekina Mantos of Oshatina. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Siro the Spirit. Thank you. Vela sofrena beato sicatea. Le paradia concha tele severa de tigos tea. Mayana de cosoia. Holy ghost fire burn everywhere. Oh fire burn. Holy ghost fire. Fire, burn, burn, burn. Oh, fire, fire, burn. Holy ghost, fire, burn in my life. Oh, fire, Holy ghost, fire, burn. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. We thank the Lord for His word thank the lord for his work in our lives and i know that we are raising men we are raising sons hallelujah we thank the lord for um speaking to us in the manner that he has spoken to us and those that are joining us online thank you for joining us um we have come to the end of our sermon um I just want to encourage you to join us next week, Sunday. It will be our last service for um, the year of 2021. And so we'll be enjoying ourselves one last time in 2021, giving thanks unto the Lord. We'll be having our Thanksgiving service. And we will be uh, giving thanks for everything uh, throughout the year, for health, for life. For fellowship and so I would appreciate that we all come um, and not miss uh, the service um, next uh, Sunday um, however we're going to have our service on Tuesday also and on Saturday for our corporate prayer but thank you for joining us um, until we meet again Keep your faith aflame. Hallelujah. God bless you. Thank you for watching the Faith and Grace Network, where we connect you to the word of faith and grace. We trust that you have been blessed and that your life has been catapulted to our levels of glory. Now, if you have not yet, made Jesus the Lord of your life. we invite invited today to make Him the Lord of your life by praying the simple prayer now. Oh Lord God, I believe with all my heart in Jesus Christ, Son of the living God. I believe He died for me, and God raised Him from the dead. I believe He's alive today. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life from this day. Through Him and in His name, I have eternal life. I'm born again. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. I'm now a child of God. Hallelujah. Congratulations. You are now a child of God. We want to send you ministry resources to help you grow as a Christian. Visit our website at um, www.gracetabernacleinternationalsa.org and contact us and we will be in touch. God bless you and keep your faith aflame. Thank <music> you.